Hello and welcome to another episode of the Blitz Package over on Arrowhead Addict and Blog Talk Radio. My name is Travis Stephan and I got Chris Taylor with me here today. Britt couldn't make it, so it's just going to be the two of us, so it shouldn't be too negative of a show. Uh, today we're talking about the Los Angeles Chargers coming to Arrowhead on Saturday night, and you heard me right, it's on Saturday, and I'm going to be honest with you, Chris, I think that the Chargers are a little overhyped, and I, I just finished up an article on Arrowhead Ad, it'll come out Friday morning as we're recording this on Thursday night, and I, I think that they are a little overhyped on this four-game win streak. What, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> this podcast is going to be full of agreement, man. Um, <laughs> if this was a buy-or-sell segment, I, I'm I'm selling all the way on the Chargers. Um, I, if you've listened at all to this podcast since it started, I it's very easy for me to be negative and downtrodden. I don't see any reason for any Chiefs fan to be scared whatsoever. I think Kansas City's going to win this. As far as I know, they're still an underdog in a primetime game at home on a Saturday. The place is going to be packed. There's nothing better to do on Saturday in Kansas City than go to Arrowhead Stadium and watch the Chiefs play a division rival. This is the division title game. Um, this this is huge. Uh you know, I think Brent mentioned something last week that when everybody expects something to happen, it doesn't happen. I think a lot of people are expecting that the Chargers are going to continue this run and uh, they're going to storm through the Chiefs. And I, I don't I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I think Kansas City is going to come in. I think they're going to play well. I think they're going to play pretty good on both sides of the ball. Um I'm not saying it's going to be 45 to nothing, but I believe that uh, Chiefs fans are going to go home. It's going to be a happy drive home from Arrowhead, and uh, I, I think uh, Kansas City's uh, primed to win this game. I completely agree with you. I think that, you know, I I, I did a lot of reviewing of Chargers games this week, and I we talked before the we hit record, and I I watched their last four games the week three game against us, and then the game against the Jaguars. I've had about enough of watching Chargers, so I'm almost ready for this game to be over. <laughs> but I'm honestly, you know, I, I looked at all the statistics and stuff before I watched, and uh, usually I try not to do that because it kind of creates a bias. And I didn't have that this time. And I think the main reason is because I'm looking at the teams that they're defeating, and there's nothing good about it. And, you know, someone told me on Twitter, okay, you don't really get to say that when the Chiefs have lost to the Jets and the the Bills and, you know, the Giants and stuff like that. And I get that. Sure. But at the same time, I'm not going to get hyped up saying that someone is, you know, I should be scared of this team because they've won four straight. They won against the Buffalo Bills against a rookie quarterback, Nathan Peterman, who had never played an NFL snap threw five interceptions in the first half before they benched him. Then you have the Dallas Cowboys without Ezekiel Elliott, their starting left tackle, and their best linebacker, who, you know, you, you say, well, their best linebacker, ooh, you know, how much is that going to affect it? With Dallas, they lose almost every time Sean Lee's off the field. Sure. So then you have the Cleveland Browns, which I don't have to say anything further there. 
And then you have the Washington Redskins, who have 11 starters on injured reserve. You know, it, it's a broken team. Yeah. And so I'm looking at those four games and, you know, all this hype up that, you know, the media is wanting to give the Chargers and talk about how great they're playing, you know. And I did a piece on Keenan Allen on how to stop him because he's had a ridiculous four games. I'm just not that scared. You know, especially when you go back and, you know, you look at the history of these two teams, you look at how they play each other, you look at how the the Chiefs play the Chargers and vice versa. I'm just not scared. And, you know, if, if the Chiefs do win this game, they will tie their, their record for a win streak against the Chargers at eight. Eight. And it dates back to 1990 to 1993. It'll be eight straight wins. Mm. And honestly, we could have already been at eight because if you remember, the last time that the Chiefs lost to the Chargers was week 17 in the 2013 season. The Chiefs couldn't move up a, a spot in the playoff bracket, so they played all backups. Yeah. That was the game that Chase Daniel was controlling the team. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, we should start Chase Daniel. <laughs> they took it to overtime. Right. You know, that, that gave the Chargers their last playoff berth. Yeah. And we beat them with almost all backups. I'm just not that scared. I think that, you know, we have a lot of, um, you know, you, you look at, when you look at a game, you don't only look at how well they're doing lately, but it's how well you're built to match up with them. And especially when talking about Keenan Allen, I think that we have the best cornerbacks to match up with them. And so I, I guess I'm failing to see what everyone's so scared of. Well, you mentioned this you mentioned this before we went on the air. If if the Chiefs play equal to what they did against Oakland last week, the Chiefs are gonna win this game. I don't have any any doubt about that. Um, you know, there are there concerns? Yeah, there's still concerns. And those concerns are from from the previous weeks. You know, will Kareem Hunt still be able to run the ball? If he isn't able to run the ball, what will that Chiefs offense look like? Um, will Alex Smith continue to go downfield? If he doesn't go downfield, what will that Chiefs offense look like? Are cornerbacks going to be lining up 10 yards back? If they do, is the same thing going to happen that has happened previous where we just get torched for four yards at a time and and end up losing the game. Um, I don't... If you go... I'm looking right now online in the San Diego Union Tribune, five reasons the Chargers will beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And... Uh, and two out of the first three reasons are basically talking about Philip Rivers. Have you ever been scared of Philip Rivers? No. Philip Rivers. He, I think he's a good quarterback, but I'm just not scared of him. No, he's never. I mean, you know, everybody wants to talk about Derek Carr not being able not to beat, not being able to beat the Chiefs, right? He can, right. He can beat beat other teams, but he cannot beat the Chiefs. He struggles against the Chiefs. What is that win streak now against the Chargers? Seven straight. Seven. Led by who? 
Philip Rivers. Give me a break, guys. I don't care if they've won eight straight. The Chiefs play the Chargers well. They play them good. We have... Who would you rather have? Would you have the, rather have the head coach on the Chargers sideline or the head coach on the Chiefs sideline? Sorry, Britt. I'm taking Andy Reid. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Even at his worst, and we've seen Andy Reid at his worst, I believe, this season uh, at times. Um, we, uh, we this This game has Kansas City win all over it. All over it. I completely agree, and that kind of that kind of brings me to my point because, you know, I, I told you this before, and I was kind of blown away when I went back and looked at it. But if you go back and look at, you know, we, we've talked on the show about how Kareem Hunt doesn't get the ball enough. Yeah, that excludes against divisional rivals because any time that the Chiefs have played someone inside the AFC West. The least amount of carries Kareem Hunt has gotten is 17. And that was week three against the Chargers when he blew it for 172 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. But so all of the times that Andy Reid goes away from the run and Mac Nagy, if you want to consider the Jets, it's against teams outside of the division. But when it comes to a divisional game, Andy Reid runs the ball. And I, I, I fail to see why, you know, it's only in the division that when we go outside of the division, a lot of times we just forget about it. But regardless, with a divisional game coming up, especially against the Chargers, who are the 29th ranked against the run, we're going to run it down their throat. I'm telling you right now, he's yeah. going for over 100 yards. Yeah, oh, oh, I agree. I, if if you are a Kareem Hunt fan and you're waiting for that next 50-yard run, tune in Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you look at, you know, I, I saw an article about how the Chargers have improved their run defense, and I'm like, wait, what? And so I go back, and what I noticed was the fact that it wasn't that they really improved, it's just that the the opponents were not running as much. You know, like, even in that four-game stretch, the only team that didn't have a running back with more than four four yards per carry was the Redskins, who have this rookie running back because, like I said earlier, they have 11 starters on IR, 15 total. It's like Samaje Perrine or something. I can't even pronounce his name. Piran, man. Piran, yeah. Like, I mean... He's the only one that didn't have over four yards per carry. The Browns had more than four yards per carry. So I'm not worried about that. And I think that that's perfect for the Kansas City offense because that allows them to just keep punishing the Chargers defense, especially with how, you know, well, everyone wants to talk about how Hayward's doing. And I think that that's the best way to beat him. Keep Rivers off the field. Yeah. Run the ball. Control the game. No, I agree. Um, you know, Samaja P. Ryan, now he had a hell of a college career at OU. Um, he holds uh, he holds some pretty impressive records as well. Uh, but So that's how you know him. Uh, yeah, that's how I know him. It, <laughs> he, it, but he is more of a 
Marshawn Lynch 2017 type runner. Okay. Um, and, and those types of running backs, I think the Chiefs do fairly well against. Uh, he runs up the middle, um, and he's not he's not a speed back. Um, he he is athletic for for a, a power back, which I guess you can call him a power back. Um, he is a strong dude, but he runs up the middle. I I, I don't. He doesn't run for 100 yards. He's not going to run for 100 yards. He's probably not going to run for 50. Um, he's not too much of a threat from, uh, you know. So he, this guy, the Chargers, the Chargers have this, I don't want to take the hype away from, from what they've been able to do, especially, you know, they had the pretty much the exact opposite start of the chiefs, uh, to the season. Um, the, the hype of the game is real. This is the division title game. You look at the, the Chiefs' schedule after the chargers, they play the dolphins at home and then they go to Denver. Um, both of those are, should be wins. Now I'm not. I'm not bringing the same confidence that I had early in the season for for Kansas City. But those sh those should be wins. Um, you look at the Chargers schedule for the rest of the season after this week end, and they play at the Jets and then home versus the Raiders. Both teams more than likely are going to win the last two games of their season. So this is a very important game. The hype is real. But where the hype, and maybe I'm contradicting myself here, but where the, the hype kind of, kind of fizzles out is, man, the Chargers don't beat the Chiefs. Yes, all these, all these streaks are going to end eventually. Uh, every, every streak ends. Yeah. But it... I was more scared about I was more scared of the Jets than I was the Chargers. Okay, um, I was more worried about the Raiders than I, than I was the Chargers. To be honest with you, I think if uh, I I just don't I don't see I don't see how I don't know. It's it's very difficult for me to buy into to what uh, the professionals in sports media are saying about the Chargers. Uh, who who what what was his name? Norman Peterbilt is it? <laughs> what what was the guy's name for Buffalo that they got a chance to play against? Nathan Peterman. Yeah. Okay. Not Norman Peterbilt. Uh, <laughs> I think that may be a character on Cars or something. We it they've. Yeah. You know, they got the Cowboys the week after the Chiefs, right? Uh, and, mm -hmm. and and we face a, a, a Dallas Cowboys team with Zeke. And they're a completely different team with, mm -hmm. with that running back. Obviously, if, if you've watched them, they're a completely different team. And then you take them away? I mean, what will we, we – the whole narrative uh, on Cowboys week was if uh, – since, since he was suspended and then – then uh, reinstated what twenty times this season. 
If he doesn't play, the Chiefs are going to dominate this game. If he does play, it's going to be really tough to beat the Cowboys. Of course, we didn't. Um, he played. Um, then the Chargers get them. They're the they're the team who who gets the benefit of playing the Cowboys the first game without them. Um, uh, the Browns. I, I mean. <sighs> I think, I think we will we will beat Philip Rivers. Um, I think uh, if you're if you're going to focus on and this is something that even even the uh, even the Los Angeles Los Angeles Union Tribune didn't ever mention the running game whatsoever. And and I think I think that's what the Chiefs have to focus on is making sure that they. They don't allow the Chargers to have balance. If they allow the Chargers to have balance, it will be fairly close at the end, I, I would guess. But I don't think the Chiefs are going to allow that. And I think Philip Rivers is going to fall flat on his face. He's going to start crying the first drive. Um, there is a cornerback, and this is, is going to be the most unpopular moment of, of the episode. The Chiefs have Marcus Peters back. Let's and go. if you don't think... And if you don't think Marcus Peters is going to come out there and not dominate that game, he's going to dominate Saturday. And we talked about this, too, and I don't mean to steal your thunder, so I'm just going to hit on this, and you can run with it. <laughs> they don't throw. Keenan Allen does not line up against Marcus Peters, guys. Oh, yes. America, he does not line up against Marcus Peters. I'm handing, it, I'm handing the ball off to you, man. So this has been probably the most frustrating part of my week. Um, you know, I, I go and try and find what everybody's talking about before I watch the film to see, you know, sometimes it's after I, I kind of change it up. You know, sometimes when you read up or watch stuff before you do your um, film reviews, you know, you get a little bit of a bias. But here's my thing, and I do this before the film reviews, but... When I did go back and watch week three, you know, because everybody's talking about, oh, this great matchup between pro bowlers, Marcus Peters and Keenan Allen. I've watched that whole game a couple times. Keenan Allen lined up one pass play against Marcus Peters. And it wasn't till the final two minutes of the game. And so, any, you know, it got to the point about halfway through the second quarter, every time he lined up against Marcus Peters, I was like, well, it's a run. You know, it was just obvious. And so this whole narrative that, you know, this is going to be some big primetime uh, matchup, I don't get. You know, Keenan Allen lines up on the left or in the slot a lot more than he does, you know, on the right side of the field. And that's become more and more common through teams. Um, I think Tyreek Hill lines up on the right side a lot more than Keenan Allen does. And so I am not building it. I'm not feeling this hype up on, you know, this matchup between the two players. And, you know, everybody wants to talk about week one of last year. Yeah, Keenan Allen got it in his head. I mean, he, he didn't. It's not like he allowed a huge game. You know, he, he had, I think he had four catches against Peters before going down. Yeah. And so it, it was never that he dominated Marcus Peters or anything like that. He got in his head a little bit. 
But if you want to talk about getting in his head, look what Terrence Mitchell did to Keenan Allen last last time they matched up. Sure. Because Keenan Allen faced Terrence Mitchell and Philip Gaines for almost the whole game. And if I don't know if you guys will remember this, but my favorite part of that game, other than the huge touchdown by Kareem Hunt, but my favorite part about that game was there was multiple times because Mark, I think, or is Terrence Mitchell had, I think, four pass deflections that game. And on two of them, Keenan Allen was going after him after the play, shoving him, putting his helmet, you know, helmet to helmet stuff. And I mean, he was pissed. And I love it. And I've been asking for Bob Sutton to do this because, if you know, I, I was for the Marcus Peters suspension. I, I hated, you know, that it had to, you know, get to that. But I think that that was the best thing, you know, not only for Marcus Peters, but for this team. It sends a message. And I think that it really kind of sent a message, especially to Marcus Peters. And we, we saw we talked about how he came out, he apologized, he, you know, expressed what was going on. He he showed that not having Eric Berry out on the field and on the sideline has made it to where when he is frustrated like that, he doesn't have an outlet. You know, him and him and Barry have always been able to be on the sideline and Barry kept him in check. And so you know, of course, I hope that Barry's out there, you know, this Saturday. But I think that, I think it's an eye opener. I think that, you know, like we said, Peters, he hears everything. He knows what people are talking about. And I think that, I think he does want to be here in Kansas City. I think he was, you know, just been frustrated. And a week off might have helped with some of that, you know, relieve some of it. But at the same time, not being out there with your teammates on Saturday or on Sunday, I'm sure that got to him. So I think that Marcus Peters is going to have a great game this week. I think he's going to be full-blown back at it. You know, the Marcus Peters that we all love, except for you people that just want to, you know, carry your national anthem, you know, stuff over, you know, just finding reasons to hate the guy. But I think that he's going to have a great game. But he's not going to be matched up with Keenan Allen hardly at all. You know, if, if you're the Chargers head coach, would you be calling plays where your best receiver is going against their best corner if you don't have to? No. Right. But we have the corners, and Terrence Mitchell probably won't play hardly at all this week. You know, he, he did a really good job playing Marcus Peters' spot last week against the Raiders, but Darrell Reeves had a really good game. You know, he, he allowed one reception out of eight targets, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Seven targets for eight yards. Some, I don't know. Either way, he allowed one catch. He did a really good job on that side. Nelson had a really good game. Um, the key, and this is not only just you know for our, our type of cornerbacks, but f- to keep Marcus Peters a little more in check, playing him 10 yards off is not going to do it. When If you put Marcus Peters up to the line where he is able to get in their face, let him get that chippiness. You know, let him take his frustration out in the first five yards. Let him let him get get in there. Get into the receiver's head. It messes with them. I don't understand why we don't do this more. And I think that 
you know, going back and watching that game, I saw it on the other side, but Peters was always off. And I don't understand why Bob Sutton doesn't want him at the line. If I'm having a guy that's getting frustrated like this, I want him taking it out in that first five yards. I want him getting into that receiver's head. I want him to make that receiver's day miserable. That is the best way to win, especially against Keenan Allen, who's shown that he gets frustrated when he can't get the ball. So, I mean, that's that's really all I have on, you know, the Peters versus Allen. I, I, I think that if you're getting excited about that matchup, especially the national media, it's obviously... It's people that don't watch every Chiefs game. Right. Or closely. It's fake news. <laughs> it, is, it is what it is. Listen, all right, if... If you if you're listening and you still aren't convinced, okay, and you have a little bit of fear about the Chargers, I want to take you back to Week One. Okay, the Chiefs won that game twenty-four to ten. All right, that was Week Three, or Week Three. I'm sorry, the first game, Week Three. I Al Smith didn't have a great game. He had his worst game. Yeah, 155 yards, two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt. Hmm. 17 carries, 172 yards, and a touchdown. My boy. This is when, this is where it gets interesting, okay? Tyreek Hill had three rushes, didn't gain anything, but it it caused the defense to question what the offense was doing. Tyreek Hill had three rushes for 13 yards. Albert Wilson had a rush for negative four. But those types of plays keep the defense guessing. Not too recent, you know, <clears throat> not too distant past. Uh, defenses didn't need need to try to figure out what we were doing, and that was why we were struggling. Um, nobody nobody went off. If you remember, uh, 24 to 10, guys, Tyreek Hill had five catches for 77 yards, one touchdown. Albert Wilson had three catches for 18 yards, one touchdown. Travis Kelsey had one catch. For one yard. 24 to 10, folks. The only thing that I disagree, and I understand that our secondary is a little bit different. Revis is out there. He's going to be out there, I believe, the majority of the time if you take what happened last week and, and you carry it over. Terrence Mitchell had two interceptions in week three. Marcus Peters had one. Had one. They almost had three more. Uh, oh, yeah. Philip Rivers. Let's go back to this guy, this MVP-type candidate that uh, that's leading the Chargers to a, 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 a wonderful 7-6 and six record, which is just the same as our downtrodden Chiefs. Okay? At, does that... What I just said, does that not... Does that not kind of... <sighs> Shine a little bit of light on what's going on here. The Chiefs. Yes are, and no. The Chiefs are seven and six. Right, and I, I get that, but the way I look at it is two ways. You have, you know, the the Chief, You basically look at what have you done for me recently. That's how the NFL works, and so recently, the Chargers have won four straight. The Chiefs just got out of a slump of losing four games straight. 
So I get that, you know, but that that's that's my only fear is what Chiefs team is going to show up. But I think I I really do. I think they're going to come out hyped up and ready to go. The second way of looking at it is so the Chargers are beating teams that they should and losing to greater talent. Whereas the Chiefs are winning games that people don't expect them to. New England, Philadelphia, games like that. And losing games that they have no business losing. No, I agree. I agree, 100%. Uh, <clears throat> you know, Phil Rivers threw, threw those three interceptions. Uh, the running game that I mentioned earlier, Melvin Gordon. You know, he had just under 80 yards. Uh, Allen, you know, this guy that uh, is apparently going to, to torch the Chiefs, had five catches for 61 yards. Mm-hmm. The guy that I the guy that I would key on uh, to have a big game for the Chargers is Hunter Henry, um, which was, you know, obviously non-existent in the first game. You know, this game may come down to uh, to the offensive line. I, I hope that they can ride the momentum um, uh, from last week. But Alex Smith did get sacked five times in that game. Uh, Ingram had Ingram had three of those. No, it was, it was four. He had two. Um, but my thing with that is, you know, and in, in our group text with Britt, you know, I, I mentioned something we needed to talk about because it goes completely against the narrative. Alex Smith causes some of those sacks. Oh, and sure. he caused at least two of those. One of them being Melvin Ingram. Yeah. And, you know, running up into the pocket the way he does, backing up way too far. But Mitchell Schwartz is actually allowing the least amount of pressure out of any tackle that has been on the field for 500 snaps or more. What? Y- yes. <laughs> he is having a good season and I think and it really shows that you know the narrative is completely wrong and that Alex Smith has been some of the problem with the offensive line you know I, I told you guys last episode how my buddy who I watched with you know who lives in California he was asking you know there was a shotgun play against the Raiders and he was like if he's in shotgun, why is he taking like seven steps back? And he, exactly. <laughs> why? You know, it, it's, it's not all on the offensive line, but the way how Alex Smith is getting sacked makes it look like it's on the offensive line. And some of them are. But I'm, I'm not terrified. I'm not, you know, yeah, Bosa and Ingram are going to get there. But... At the same time, I trust Alex Smith to deal with pressure and, you know, run if he has to a lot more than Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers can't run anymore. Right. You know, the, mo- the most running he's going to do is get out of the pocket and throw it away. You know, and that that's the only reason that he doesn't, you know, he's leading the league in the least amount of sacks, which just blows my mind because their line is not that great. But Rivers can get out of the pocket and throw it away. Yeah. 
And that's one of the reasons his completion percentage is always so low. Right. And, you know, talking about Philip Rivers, I gotta, I'll, I'll let you get, get your bit in right here in a second. But, you know, we talk about not being afraid of Philip Rivers. Let's look at the last seven games the Chiefs have played the Chargers. Philip Rivers, five touchdowns, ten interceptions. With a combined completion rate of 58%. And in not one of those games has he thrown for more than 300 yards, or even 300 yards. Why are we scared? Uh, Because the media tells us to be. (laughs) 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 I mean... That's true. It's... it's, uh, And and that's the way it works. You know, I mean, if you have... If you have multiple morning shows that day after day uh, tell you, tell you, tell you what to think, uh, eventually you're gonna be like, oh yeah, you know, oh my, Philip Rivers is coming to town. Oh, the Chargers are coming to town. Man, they're always a tough fight, and Philip Rivers always, no, 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 no. Um, listen, you know, we're all gonna be, uh, we're all gonna have to bury our head in the sand if, if if something totally different happens than what what we're suggesting is gonna happen this Saturday night. <clears throat> but uh, this is. This is, uh, if there is a gimme game in the AFC West for the Chiefs, usually, um, not counting Denver's 2017, it's the Chargers, man. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, if, uh, if you have to travel to go to the Chiefs game and you want to see an AFC West game, but you want to make sure that the Chiefs win, you locate on the calendar that Chargers game, and this you is just never go to a Raiders game because you don't want to get shot. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying they're starting fights with their own, with with you know with their own fans. You know, let alone like any time, you know, you, you go to a game, it it doesn't even have to be a rivalry game. You know, say the Seahawks are playing the Raiders. And Raiders are home team. Seahawks fans will show up and they'll get, you know, taunted and pushed around. You know, it's just not a good environment. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I just stay clear. You know, you wonder, you think about Philadelphia throwing throwing stuff at Santa, you know. And uh, I remember a couple of years ago, like, man, I'm surprised that type of stuff doesn't happen in Oakland. Santa doesn't go to Oakland, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he just steers clear. You know, his reindeer go right around. Uh <clears throat> I, it's, um, I, I don't, I can't follow this narrative whatsoever. Um, this is not going to be um, what everybody says it's going to be. Uh, I think, uh, I think the Chiefs will win. I think they'll win uh, fairly easy. Uh, you, everybody should be a, a little bit nervous, uh, especially with uh, the heckle, uh, the Jekyll and Hyde uh, that we've seen with with Kansas City this season. But I mean. It, it's the Chargers, and uh, it, it. I would expect Philip Rivers to have a Philip Rivers type game against Kansas City. He'll go twenty-two for forty-eight. He'll throw for, he may throw for three hundred yards, but and he may have a touchdown or two. But he's going to have more interceptions than touchdowns. Uh, the running game isn't going to isn't going to necessarily matter uh, at the end. I, 
you know, I believe Alex Smith will uh, will do his thing. I think we're going to see see more uh, downfield. I think uh, you, if Travis Kelsey is held to one catch for one yard, that only means that we have somebody open. And and I think Alex Smith, you know, I think that guy that's going to be open is it will be Hill. I it. Hunt's going to have a big game, just like he did in week three. Hill's going to have a better game uh, than he did in week three. I would expect Travis Kelsey to get involved a little bit more. Um, our defense, uh, you know, we held this team to 10 points, guys. You know, I, I don't know why anybody would, would think that this Chargers team is going to come in here and, and score 30. It is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league, but – just because you're hot does not mean you can't drop. Uh, if, if you watch the Dolphins beat the Patriots, that's a fine example, a fine recent example of, of a team that uh, has no business beating another team, and bam, it sure did. And uh, I think I mentioned something off the air with you guys last week or, or <clears throat> earlier in the week um, about that Dolphins-Patriots game, and it's like, yeah, but it's the Dolphins. You know, they always get them once. And, and – uh, yeah, but it's the Chargers, and they never get us. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that. I think there's a guy you're failing to mention there that might have a pretty good game. I think that we could see Albert Wilson have a pretty good game. You know, they're going to be keying in on Hill and Kelsey as much as possible. Uh, Albert Wilson has quietly had a good year. You know, he he's not breaking numbers on the, you know, receiving yards or anything, but. Whenever Smith does decide to go to him, he's been solid this year. And, you know, I was one of those guys that before the season was like, cut him. I don't want to see him on the field. He's just going to drop something because he hears footsteps. And that's not been the case this year. I mean, we we saw that great sideline catch last week against the Raiders. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. I think that we could see him have a pretty good game this week. And... You know, I, I never thought I'd be saying, you know, let's let's look at what we can get a deal. You know, can we get a deal done here with Albert Wilson this offseason, you know, depending on, you know, what their plans are for Mahomes and stuff like that. But something that's going to be really cool, and there could there's a possibility, a very great possibility, um, we, we could be seeing a franchise record this week. Kareem Hunt has already gone over 1,000 yards. And I think Hill is 14 yards shy of 1,000 receiving, and then Kelsey's like 55 shy. If those two go over or hit 1,000 yards this week, they'll be the first time in Chiefs history that two receivers have gone over 1,000 while a running back ran for 1,000. That's That's interesting. That's something to look for this week. Absolutely. And it's very possible. You know, even with the struggles of the offense, uh, the Chiefs still lead the league in points outside from outside the red zone with 147. They rank second uh, in yards per play with 6.16. So, and, and there's some good defenses in there. Yeah. Sure there is. And it's, you know, the last thing I want to say is Alex Smith against the, the Chargers. 
that's another thing we can't just, you know, bury it. But, you know, we we look at what happened week three. You know, it wasn't a great game. It was his worst of the season. But in the last six games against the Chargers, Smith has had a 105.3 passer rating. So it's not even just that Phillip Rivers isn't good against the Chiefs defense. Alex Smith is good against the Chargers defense. Yeah. And, you know, someone I've I've had this guy trolling me on Twitter. Uh, he's a Chargers fan. And, you know, he, he kind of has been, you know, just trying to poke at me here and there. And, you know, I, I kept bringing it up. You know, week three, I'm like, you know, what's the difference? He's like, oh, they're completely different teams now. I'm like, no, they're definitely huh. not. You know, the Chargers are one of the least injured teams for once in their life. You know, this team that's been just injured upon injured the last couple of years, you know, I, I almost felt bad for them, but then I remembered they were the Chargers. But the Chargers were the team, I said before the season, that if they can stay even halfway healthy, they will be second in the division. Yeah. And, you know, I, I told him, I was like, you guys have the same guys that we played against week three. There's a couple differences on our side. You know, you got Revis in there. You got Nelson back. Um, Morse went out for during the Philadelphia game. So, he, you know, it was Fulton in there against the Chargers as well, which will be the same thing this week. Morse will not play. But, you know, it's, it is the same game. Yet they're playing better. You know, they've gotten their defensive scheme down better. And... You know, they're starting to execute better, but I'm still not scared of them. Right. I'm just not. You know, I, I think that the only thing that gives me concern is Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. Other than that, I'm just kind of, meh. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's me too, man. That, that's uh, in a nutshell. Man, I, I mean, uh, <clears throat> prove it. Uh, it. They, it's... The Chiefs are seven six. It's been a disappointing, you know, uh, stretch run for Kansas City, uh, to, to say the least. Disappointing. Um, and yet everybody's celebrating the Chargers, and they're seven and six. And 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 I I just I go back to to that when when you look at two teams with the same record, and. One team has a lot of negative publicity, and the other one has a bunch of positive publicity. Um, this you have to go to you have to go to to the matchup between the two teams, and the Chiefs match up against the Chargers better than they match up against anybody else in the NFL, and 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 that's just the truth. I mean, there's you can't argue that fact. Not when we've won seven straight against that team. It, I it's, completely agree. It's, uh, I, I think uh, it, it'll be fun watch, watching and listening to, to the media react um, if the Chiefs come out. And, uh, you know, if at the very least they beat the Chargers 24-10 like they did in week three, it'll be very interesting uh, to see uh, how, how the, the media reacts. Um, if the Chargers lose this game, uh, 
they are no longer the the dandy team of the AFC West. And if the Chiefs win, I'm sure they're going to, you know, all the talks going to be uh, are the Chiefs back. And and to be honest with you, that that's that's not warranted because it's the Chargers versus the Chiefs. And this is what happens. This is just what happens. If this is history. It repeats itself. Um, I, I'm not going to, you know, you're going to have people say, and you know it, Travis, you know, the Chiefs are back. Mm, not if they're, if they may be back, but it's not because they beat the Chargers. They beat the Chargers all the time. Okay, so. Did you, the way you just look at the Raiders are, they're winning at the right time. But how long will that last? It's you know any stretch of four games. It's hard in the NFL to win four straight, unless you're the New England Patriots. But if the Chiefs beat the Chargers, could they be starting? You know, getting hot at the right at the perfect time. Sure. So, you know, they both got what should be two easy games on the way out to end the season. You know. Uh, Honestly, I was, you know, I heard you say that, you know, the Jets and Raiders scared you more. I was, I'm not on that same boat. I have more, I was definitely not scared of the Jets. That that just, that game just ticked me off. Uh, but when it, when it comes to the Raiders, I have more respect for the Chargers. You know, I, I get that we continuously beat them, but we do the same thing to the Raiders. And... I'm, I am not a believer of Derek Carr. I think that he's slightly above average like Alex Smith is, but I don't think that he's anything great. I think that they run a sh- just ton of slant routes. You know, he's he has the quickest release time, and whenever he has to actually make reads, he doesn't do well. And I have a lot more respect for Phillip Rivers. Now, Whatever it is that we do that just has Rivers' number, I love it. I don't know. I don't know quite exactly what it is. I know there's a couple little different things that you know we tend to do, but I have a lot more respect for Philip Rivers, and I think that I think Rivers should be up there in the talks with you know some of the you know really good quarterbacks of our time or his generation, um, but. I don't, I don't see that yet for Carr. I think that they're going to quickly learn that they way overpaid and that, you know, he's, he's overhyped because Carr's a guy that he has to have talent around him. And you don't pay a guy $125 million who needs, you know, weapons around him, like, Tom Brady can make a grocery cart a Hall of Fame receiver. <laughs> Carr can't do that. And that's and that's why it's really going to hurt them. And, you know, that, that's another thing that I said before the season. This is the Raiders' chance. I don't think that they're going to do it. I was against everybody else that said the Raiders were going to win the Super Bowl this year. I said, oh, no. They went, like, 2-10 and ten the last two seasons against teams that made the playoffs. They're not good against teams that are actually – a good caliber team. They just win a lot of really easy games since they've always been at the bottom of the division. But, you know, I, I, I think that 
yeah, I, I'm just gonna leave it there. I, I have a lot more respect for Philip Rivers. I think he's a lot better quarterback at this point than Derek Carr is. That could change, but I don't see that happening. You know, the Raiders still got to sign um, Khalil Mack this year. Right. You know, it, it just I don't see them getting much better. Well, if I, anything, I see them taking a dive. I'm not gonna argue with you on that. I I necessarily really don't have have uh, have respect for either one of them as, as far as football is concerned. Um, you know, I think Derek is a little bit better than his brother. Derek got in a, or yeah, Derek got in a better situation for sure. Uh, yeah, you know, so there's there's your Derek Carr insult for the day. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, Rivers is a, uh, he's a guy that throws the ball a lot and, uh, and loses football games a bunch, you know? Um, I, I think that, uh, his demeanor, now his play on the field is much better than the guy I'm about to compare him to, but his demeanor is so similar to one Ryan Leaf in, in, in my eyes that I just, he's he supposed to be better than Peyton Manning. Uh, yeah, it, it, for one off season at least, and for one off season he was supposed to be. Uh, I, it's you know, I mean, the Chargers messed up when they let go of Breeze. Remember, <laughs> it's just they they did not get the better quarterback out of the deal. Uh, I, he's uh, Rivers has got to do a lot more than. Uh, and be a bottom dweller of the AFC West for me to for me to say that I respect him. Um, he's I think he's definitely the second best quarterback in the AFC West. Uh, I, I I don't buy into the Derek Carr hype either. Um, I, I don't understand why why everybody you know I I think I think uh, it, the knee jerk reaction of signing a guy that hadn't played football for for a while in Marshawn Lynch who got everybody excited and and you know uh, I, I would rather have Charkandrick West on my team than Marshawn Lynch I think I'd get, I never I, think I never I'd, believed Lynch was gonna do much of anything I had a guy at work that I argued with the, the day that they signed him and all the way up till football season we argued about this and I'm just not big on him I, I think that of course I do believe I agree with you that Drew Brees is the better quarterback. However, I think that they share something in common, and they haven't really had much around them, either of them. You know, this is the first time that we've really seen a Saints defense, and it looks good this year. And that's that's been the only thing keeping Brees away from another Super Bowl, is just an average defense. I mean, it has been god-awful. Yeah. And with the Chargers, of course, the last two years, they've had to bring in guys off the street just to fill their practice squad and, you know, their third stringers because everyone's getting hurt. But they haven't had a whole lot until now either. You know, I mean, it. it when Travis Benjamin came over, he was like a third receiver, I think, when he came over. And he's pl- like he's pretty much still a third receiver, but he's playing a lot better than one. 
I think that Breeze, Breeze definitely gives opportunities, which is great for defenses as well because, you know, Rivers is going to throw those 50-50 balls. He's going to give your secondary chances. And that's why he – but well, I was going to say that's why he has so many interceptions, but a lot of that is because they're in comeback mode in the last quarter all the time. I, I find it ironic that both both quarterbacks were better with Darren Sproles. <laughs> um with that type of running back, you know, um, right. and, and of course you have Kamara now over in New Orleans, and and, and they they seem to <clears throat> seem to to be a little bit more of an offensive power uh, than than recent years. You know, New Orleans problems. Which is all, crazy because they just got rid of Brandon Cooks. Yeah, yeah. Well, in, in New Orleans problems all, always been their defense. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they can score thirty five points a game, but they're going to allow forty. So that it, it you know. Uh, it, much ado about nothing, I guess. Um, it's, I don't know. I, you know, I'll be honest with you, Travis. I, I just don't really believe that the Chargers, uh, um, they deserve an hour long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, if the Chiefs do find a way to mess this up, and, you know, I don't believe in the, When it comes to home field advantage for the Chiefs, I don't believe in it. With all of the loudest stadium in the world, uh, if it's a noon game, don't believe in it. Because those are the games that we should not lose that we lose. The Titans last year, the Bucks last year. You know, then you got the games this year, you know, Buffalo, stuff like that. But, you know, in regular season... Primetime games, the Chiefs come to play. It's the Arrowhead is a different animal, and I think that that is going to play a big factor. I think you know Rivers is going to have to waste some timeouts because his line can't hear him, you know, calling for the snap. But you know, if they do find a way to mess this up. We're going to have a very depressing episode. And I'll be the first to admit that I was wrong on things. You know, it it happens. I'm, I'm not going to change my opinion uh, after the game because I'm going off what I have in front of me now. Sure. But it will. It will be a very depressing episode. You know, it. it I just don't see it happening. I'll, I'll probably pull a Brit Zink and just not show up. <laughs> you know, uh, I, well, you know, if, if yeah, I mean, you said it. If the Chiefs find a way to mess this up, that's it. Chargers, the Chiefs will beat themselves. If the Chiefs lose, they they would have beat beat themselves. The Chargers wouldn't have beat them. Uh, the Chiefs would have beat themselves, and, and that's so is the case um, quite a few times this season. Uh, but well, the Chiefs always wait until the last minute they wait till their backs against the wall to you know really start winning and start looking good it you know i mentioned the titans and bucks game you know like both those games it was like they were on a roll right before that they were looking real good and then they just lose one they really shouldn't have and i think it was the bucks game that they lost that game and they had to you know start winning you know they they went 12 and 4 but they were playing for the number two seed. Right. 
to get that bye week. And so they really had to step it up. And so when, they're, when their backs are against the wall, and it sucks that it took this long for the Chargers to catch up to them because it made them wait longer to get back on the horse. Which would be a way better pun if we were playing the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, it sure would have. Uh, you know, it's just... If the Chiefs would have shown up and hadn't have shot themselves in the foot and Andy Reid hadn't lost his head, this game would mean nothing, you know? I, I, I mean, and, and there's, that's the difference. This, mean, this, this game means a whole bunch to the Chargers. Um, but if the Chiefs just do what they're supposed to do, and if they would have done that throughout the season, this game would mean absolutely nothing. Um, and, and, and that's what you got to watch out for. It's, don't pay attention to what the Chargers are doing. Pay attention to what the Chiefs are doing. Um, if they allow themselves to, uh, you know, if they shoot themselves in the foot again, I mean, they're going to run out of foots eventually. Then, you know, it's just, uh, you know, you, meant, you mentioned something about, uh, about the fans uh, showing up for primetime games and, uh, and, and, and the Chiefs showing up for these primetime games. The home field advantage really meaning something. Um the number one free agent that Kansas City needs to go after in the offseason is Guinness. Um, I've said this time in, time and time again. If Guinness records showed up for every home game, Kansas City would go undefeated. <laughs> I, do, I, I, I swear, I wrote, I've written, I think I've written two or three articles about that. I truly believe that. If the fans show up, we could be going. We could be like two and ten. Guinness is showing up. Oh, let's get there. We're right. getting loud. Oh yeah. I, I I mean they just show up. I was at the Raiders game when Guinness showed up the first time. Um, I unfortunately wasn't there for the Patriots game, but uh, man, the place is insane. And mm-hmm. and and there's no. You're not going to come in and win. I benched Tom Brady. I knew the Chiefs were going to beat the Patriots because Guinness was there. I knew mm-hmm. it. And I got so much crap for that and because I was very vocal. No, man. There's no way the Patriots are going to go into Arrowhead and win. Why? There's the Patriots. Tom Brady, he's the GOAT. Bill Belichick, he's the greatest. Well, I agree with all that. But they're not going to be able to go into Arrowhead and run their offense. They're not going to be able to beat the Chiefs because Guinness is there, because the fans are going to go insane. If the fans came with that approach every game, every home game, it would be just like the Patriots. It would just be like the Raiders. What, third and 48 or what? <laughs> I mean, it was... You can't... You cannot go into Arrowhead and win if the fans are going absolutely insane. I think the fans are the most valuable player for the Chiefs in every home game, every single season. If they show up and they don't shut up, the Chiefs will win. The Chiefs will win. It fires up the Chiefs. It makes the opposing team completely nervous. They have to change their game plan. They have to change their calls. They have to change the way that they run their plays on offense. It is straight 
chaos. And if the Chiefs fans show up on Saturday night and they cause chaos, and I have a feeling they're going to, uh, I mean that in itself. That in itself, uh, the Chiefs are going. The Chiefs are going to win this game. They're going to be just fine, at least for this week. Every time we play the Broncos, I, I I think of this, and I was at the Christmas game last year, and I'll be at the Christmas Eve game this year. But when we play the Broncos, you know, I always I always wonder what Elway's thinking because it, if you haven't seen it, you need to go on YouTube. And there's a game where Elway was frustrated; he could not hear, he could not get the playoff because the fans were too loud, and there is a rule in, you know, in the book that, you know, if the fans are too loud, it can cause a penalty. And, <laughs> you know, Elway's sitting there raising his hand, arms to the refs, and the refs, you know, are telling the fans that if they don't quiet down, then it's going to result in, you know, a five or ten or – I can't remember, you know, how much it was, but it would result a penalty on the Chiefs. And you just hear all the fans just boo – and I love it. And so I always wonder, you know, because they, they, don't, they don't pull that crap anymore. No. And I wonder, you know, what Elway's thinking every time the Broncos come to town. Because when I was there on that Christmas game, you know, that was a great game. That was sure. probably the best Chiefs game I've ever been to. I was soaking wet and it was cold, but it wasn't terribly cold. But that was the best game I've been to. And it was loud. It was rocking. And... I loved every minute of it. And, you know, there's just parts during those games I'm wondering what he's thinking. If he's throwing his arms up like, uh, uh, come on, ref. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's... But the Chiefs have always been loud. It's always been uh, it's always been a thing that, you know, everyone knew. It, you know, you, you saw before the Guinness World Record stuff when Seattle decided they wanted to be loud all of a sudden. Um you know, they'd have the loudest stadium in the NFL. Well, now it's the loudest stadium in the world because the Seahawks, you know, they they got their new pretty uniforms and they they got their new stadium that's half enclosed. And, you know, now they got the number 12 flag because the fans and all this stuff, all these guys that just came around now that they're good. And, you know, they all of a sudden wanted to be loud. And so they had the Guinness there and then, we brought him and beat it, and then they did it again. And I'm sit, I'm sitting there watching that one, and I see people with megaphones. Oh yeah. Like, are you serious? Yeah. And you know, and we we go we go uh you know we invite Guinness back and you know for the Patriots game, and I mean we dominate or do we decimate Ooh. their record? Ooh. Got him. Yeah, that's we nice. Decimated their record, and you know, ever since it, like I always hear, I'll hear uh, intros for the Seahawks, and they're like, you know, the loudest it no, and then other ones you'll hear one of the loudest. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Arrowhead's always loud. It's just it doesn't stay consistent throughout the game if it's just absolutely pitiful. You know, I, I went to a game in 2012. I think we were, I think it was around week 11 or 12. And, you know, we, we were having a crapshoot of a season. It was still loud, though. You know, and I, I, I don't know. That's that's just one of the things you're never going to take away. 
Oh, no. Well, you know, when uh, my wife and I went to the Raiders game, <sighs> nobody ever sat down. Nobody ever stopped screaming. I never sit. And and uh, it, it was it was a very good move by Kansas City, um, because you know you've got the decimal meter up there. Everybody's watching it. You know everybody's trying to. You know we're all we're all trying. You know thousands, seventy thousand people trying trying to sync together, trying to make trying to get this record. And and uh, the, I think the I think it was the fourth quarter. Finally, they uh, they come over and they say you guys beat the record. I remember as we were leaving the game, <laughs> as we were leaving the game, uh, we beat the record in the second quarter. <laughs> but but they weren't going to tell us because oh, no. because of the way that game was playing out. You know they're not going to. They don't want us to quiet down. Let's let, let's just keep dominating this game. And uh, and uh, you know I mean that game turned turned the Raiders quarterback into a wide receiver, man. Yeah, it's. It's going to be loud on Saturday night, and I, I wish I could be there. I won't be there for that game. I'll be there on Christmas Eve against Miami. Um, you know, me and my father-in-law are going to that game, so I'm, I'm definitely excited to get back. I haven't been there since week two against the Eagles, and, you know, I was in the the box seating, you know, that middle level, and you get the fans behind you like, ah, oh, he's standing up again. I'm sorry. If you're going to a Chiefs game, stand up. Oh, yeah. If you want to sit down and watch this game, go home. Like, I'm here to be loud, get a little drunk, you know. I'm standing the whole game. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, that's how it's going to go. I even offered the lady. I was like, I'll trade you seats so that I'm in the back row. <laughs> and, you know, she, she still didn't. She was still fed up. I'm like, I'm literally giving you a solution to your problem. But it's it's probably the greatest view from that level. But the fans are just not that fun. <laughs> I like my lower level seating. Yeah, yeah. And we'll be we'll be mm, like ten to thirteen rows back around the thirty five yard line behind the Chiefs bench. Those yeah. those seats are are about are about the best seats in the house. I oh, so I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Absolutely. But we'll wrap it up here. Uh, I I failed at coming up with some some games for this episode, and even if I did, you know, Britt's not here, so it doesn't make it as fun. But let's do over under. Okay. Keenan Allen, 75 yards. Under. Under as well. Uh, Kareem Hunt, 110 yards. Over by 50. Ooh. I got over as well. Uh, Tyreek Hill, 75 yards as well. Yeah, I'd say over. Travis Kelsey, 75. Boy, see that's a tough one. Is I'm he, gonna go under. I, that that's a tough one. Is he gonna go from one catch for one yard? Uh, ah, man, I don't know. I, see, I, it's either gonna be Travis Kelsey or Tyree Kill who's gonna have a big game. I, I think uh, to stay with the narrative of, of the night, I, I I think I think I'll say over. Um, you know, they keyed on him the first game and and they lost twenty four to ten. So I think they're gonna try something different. 
I, I think Tyreek Hill still still going to uh, he's still going to find some open lanes. Uh, I'll go over with Travis Kelsey as well. Last one, well, you know, we're kind of sticking in the realm of last episode, but over or under Houston two sacks. Hmm. Over. I was gonna say I I pick two, but if I got pick you know one or the other, I'd go over. I think that. I think Tamba Holly being on the other side has really helped, and oh, yeah. even Passanio. You know, everyone gave me crap for wanting to put Tamba, and I wrote an article about you know, put your money where your mouth is, get in there. And when he's on the field. They can't double-team Houston like they, they usually do. No. And even Passanio, if you if you guys haven't watched Passanio, he's got some bend to him. Oh. It, it's, it's something to get excited about. It's not there yet, but his pad level's been real nice. He's got some bend around the edge. I'm getting excited. He, uh, his his talent is, is extremely raw, and that's obvious. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, there's big things. Big things are coming his way, for sure. Yeah, I'm very excited. Can't wait to have to yell Passigno a hundred <laughs> times. But that's all we got for you guys today. Uh, you know, sorry, Britt, we didn't get you on. And, you know, we had a very positive episode. So we'll we'll know if you listen to this, if he hits us up about that. But thanks for listening once again. And you can, you know, find the... You can find the podcast over on Arrowhead Addict and Blog Talk Radio or wherever you get your um, your podcast under podcast apps. I, I know someone asked me they weren't able to find it on Podcast Addict for Android. Uh, go to go to the website for on Blog Talk Radio. You know, take the URL and type slash podcast and put that in through the RSS feed, and that'll get it on there if it's not already. If that doesn't work, let me know. I will find a way to get it to whatever app that you're using. But most of them run off iTunes, so you should be good. Hit the subscribe button so you know when we put out another episode. It's usually two a week. And we will talk to you next time. Go Chiefs. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blitz Package over on Arrowhead Addict and Blog Talk Radio. If you want to hear more, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to see the content that your hosts put out there, you can find myself at Stefan NFL, or you can find my content on Arrowhead Addict. Just search for Travis Stefan. If you want to hear more from Britt Zank, then you can find him at bzank17 on Twitter, and he also is an Arrowhead Addict contributor. If you want to find more on Chris Taylor, make sure you find him on Twitter at ctaylor1911, or you can find his stuff over at kckingdom.com. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time.